Welcome back to another episode of the Speak Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee. You can add it to foods. You can add it to snacks, smoothies. You can even consume it straight out of the pouch. A cool way to do it, though, is add it to your coffee, give it a nice blend, and you're ready to go. It is a new way to add healthy fats into your diet without making any big adjustments. So you can find them at burnbutter.com, or you can visit them on IG at burnbutters. And you can also check out any of the flavors they have on their website. I would recommend the Mocha. So far, my favorite. Our next sponsor is the PNW Lofts. These guys are making spaces to get stuff done. It is all about collaborating and working with other like-minded individuals in your community to help you get your projects done. With COVID-19 happening and changing the way people work together, I think the PNW's Loft is here to inspire those that want to get stuff done and want to have a place to create. So you should check them out at pnwlofts.com or you can visit them on IG at PNW Loft. And our last sponsor for the day is Iron and Ash. Iron and Ash is a new construction and design company in Spokane, Washington. They are designing in an artistic manner. We actually had them come in and design the studio for us. We had a vision that we wanted to see. We let them know what we wanted to ha- make happen, and they made it happen. So really, it's about letting them work their magic and giving them something to work with. They've done a great job with our studio space, and anybody out there that's looking for some design or construction work, these guys are a great option. They're up and coming. They're new, so you guys can find them on IG at ironandash.fabrication. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Speak Podcast. Super excited for today. We got a special guest. She's a local celebrity. I'll call her that at least. <laughs> um, she may not believe that, but she is. She's really cool. Um, Chandler is here with us today. She is the operator or owner of Spokane Eats, right? Yep. Okay. And you can always correct me if I'm wrong as well, but thank you for coming. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening, um, we brought Ch- Chandler in today so she can kind of just talk about herself and a little bit about what Spokane Eats is about, what her plans are for the page and like the continued growth that she's been seeing. So let's go ahead and let's hear about it. All right. So um, I guess I'll start from the beginning, but make it definitely brief. <laughs> start from the beginning all the way from the top. Great. Yep. So I went to college, got a degree in communications with an emphasis in advertising. Okay. So I've always kind of been interested in marketing, advertising, that aspect of okay. the business. Um, then I moved to Spokane. My husband's from here and he attended medical school here. Okay. So we moved here in 2014. Nice. And I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I just graduated, wanted to get a job, I thought, in advertising. But as I started to look around, I didn't know if I wanted to work in an agency. Right. Thought I wanted to do more marketing. So I got a job at a wealth management firm in town doing their marketing. Okay. So in-house marketing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and then as I was going through that, I kind of realized that I didn't have a ton of control or, you know, basically creative control because everything we were doing was regulated by FINRA. So it was very structured, which is not my way of doing things. Right. So I worked there for three years. um, And during that time, I started Spokane Eats on the side, basically as a creative outlet. And I looked online, there wasn't anyone doing what I thought was what I wanted to do. What was the first thing that you <clears throat> made Spokane Eats about? Like, was it just food from the get? It was just food. Yeah, okay. I figured food was the way to reach everyone. Right. Everyone eats, everyone, everyone likes yep. food. So I didn't really want to close myself off from anything. Right. I thought that was a broad approach. Yeah. And so I kind of just had seen people doing it in other cities. Okay. And honestly, when I was when I heard we were moving here, I was not thrilled. <laughs> I had been here. I know that's so bad to say now because I love right. it, but... I had only visited a couple times to, you know, meet my husband's family, all that. And they live on the north side. So it's kind of like separate from everything. And most people that live on the north side don't venture downtown very often. Mm -hmm. So that's like what I knew of Spokane. And of course, Green Bluff's amazing, all those things. But I hadn't spent very much time downtown. So when I was working downtown, I would spend every lunch break walking around the streets, you know, trying different places for lunch. Okay. And I was like, wait, Spokane's awesome. Like, what was I thinking? And why does no one know this? Right. So, I mean, with that, I was just basically like, okay, I have to tell people how amazing Spokane is because 
nobody knows. And so with that, I just started taking pictures of my food, which I had no experience in photography, anything like that. If you look back at my first photos, they are horrible. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to wait for everything to be perfect because I think so many people do that when they're yes. trying to start an Instagram page or start a business. I call I it the just, Instagram effect. People will take yeah. too much time to literally just set everything up, get everything going. And it's like to take a picture that maybe doesn't even look, taste as good as it looks. And oh, I for hate, sure. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. But. And like with starting a business, you can have all these grand ideas, but if you don't just go for it and make it happen, mm -hmm. then it's going to be five years down the road and you still haven't started. Yep, exactly. So I just went for it, started posting. And within, within the first couple of days, I had hundreds of followers and I nice. was like, what's going on? Like, obviously there's such a need for this. So I kind of leaned in. I started spending a little bit more time on it. I started researching more restaurants, talking to more people. And after, let, gosh, I started it in 2000. What did I just tell you? 2015. Yep. And I quit my corporate job in 2018, I think. Nice. So I was just doing it on the side here okay. and there, um, not taking it super seriously, not, you know, doing advertisements, anything like that. Right. And then finally ventured into that realm and started doing some social media management for other companies that saw what I did with Spokane Eats and they reached out and said, hey, do this for us. And that's when I could kind of transition and do it full time. So what was your turning point? Like when... What was the thing that kind of went from just managing your own page to like, oh, I can do this for other people? Was there like, did you have a client that kind of? <sighs> yeah, that I, way I, yeah, I landed a big client with a ton of locations. And I just thought, you know, if I want to do this well, mm -hmm. I need to put everything I have into it. And this right. is the time. And if I don't take the time, you know, take the chance I have now then I might lose it. And my husband was super supportive cool. all along the way because obviously he was in med school, so he didn't have income. And so it was kind of stressful, you know, quitting my corporate job, which was really secure. Way to go, husband. <laughs> I know. He's great. He's So that was, honestly, I'm not a risk taker. Yeah. So I would have never quit my job. I would have never, you know, leaned in and jumped into this. But thanks to him. Held on to what yeah, you already doing. Yeah, because it's yeah. safe. And I take the safe route. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're okay. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Everyone's taking the safe route. Just I know yeah. there's a lot change, a lot changing and a lot going on for everybody out there. So, I mean, the safe route's never a bad option. But I think for you, what you, I guess what you realize or what you went through is kind of like a change in who you are. Because obviously now you're doing things that aren't as safe and secure, which is mm -hmm. running social media, doing food, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And right. um, I think it's really cool that you kind of... I don't, I don't see you as that safe person anymore, at least from oh, what good. I'm hearing, because you're good. willing to like branch it. Because I think I just saw you recently, um, I was on your page and you're, are you working with a new local company on anything that's has to do with food? I saw you were talking to Share Farm. Share Farm. Yeah. Yes, and I, I wanted to get there. that out of you because I wanted to see what that was about. Yeah, it's so cool. So we worked with them last year mm -hmm. and they are essentially HelloFresh, which everyone's heard of, right? right yep. But local focused. Okay. So they source their ingredients locally. And they create these meal kits and you get everything from the produce, the protein, the cheese, the bread, the spices, the oils, the butter, everything you need for that recipe, you get in your box. And it's That's already crazy. portioned out perfectly. So literally, and then Chef um, Adam Hegstead, okay. who owns a ton of restaurants in town, he's kind of spearheading this with the owner, Vince. Nice. So Adam's creating these recipes and filming these videos showing you step-by-step step what you need to do to create this recipe. So it's an awesome way to make easy recipes at home. You have everything you need. You don't have to go to the store and you're supporting the local farmers, which is, it's like a win, 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 win. <laughs> no, that, seriously, that's crazy. And so they're doing video yeah. adi additional to it because I've always been to HelloFresh and I've gotten the boxes for, mm -hmm. what's the other company? All, all those food. There's, a, there's, yeah, there's so many out there. Yeah. But basically you get a big old card with pictures on it and just some directions. Yep. And I mean, the directions can be clear to an extent, but for an, an ex inexperienced cook, um, which isn't me, I just learned that you have to read very, very carefully and know what those words mean. Like oh, when for people sure. say have, peel, yep. uh, whatever, like even the word <laughs> have for people that are like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, this way or this way? I'm like, just figure it out. Um, I think it's super important to add that video component. It's just going to let a lot of people feel more comfortable with trying these new recipes. Absolutely. Kind of stuff. I mean, I would at least think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're even going as far in depth as like, here's an onion. We're going to show you how to chop it. So they'll have okay. little instructional videos. Yeah. If you don't know how to chop an onion or you don't know how to peel garlic, anything like that, they're going to really simplify and show you how to do things. That is awesome. Yeah. And, and he said too, another idea they're doing on, I think it'll be Sunday night. Okay. They're going to launch like a little TV show. So you get your really? box on Sunday night and you can cook it while watching them cook it. So like go through the process together, nice. which I th think is really fun, especially during these times when we're not 
being as social as usual. Yeah, with people staying home and just kind of... The, th- the funny thing is, is that I feel like with people staying home, we're trying to find more ways to connect with one another, which mm-hmm. obviously is kind of like a given just because we're so restricted to the amount of connections that we can have. Yeah. But I think it's gotten forced people to get so creative to the point where it's like... I kind of prefer this form of communication Sometimes, or I would yeah. I would yeah. just like to FaceTime every evening and just uh-huh. hang out rather than having to get in the car and drive all the way there. Like there's just <laughs> there's a lot of little things that you kind of start to think about. And I think with business and what you're kind of mentioning, like Share Farm, it seems like they've they've realized the potential with like that content piece because everyone's going to be watching it if they're at home. Right. Right. There's it's no, genius. It's like kind of no, it, it would be. An, yeah, it would be a very big miss, I think, if they didn't add that into there. That's yeah. really cool. Um, so Spokane Eats, that's been going since 2015. Um, is that the only page you run or like for yourself currently? Um, I also recently started just kind of a little side project to see what happens. Um, my husband's a dermatologist, mm-hmm. so it's called Skin Doc Wife. Okay. So I basically just try a bunch of products that he gets and explore with that. How's that going? It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you find yourself as a, like, what's your bigger passion point? Because you obviously love food and I don't know how, how to at what extent because I yeah. love, you know, just eating all the time, but right. I guess I'll eat it before I get to take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Additional to that, I know a lot of people like to do um, product content, I guess. And um, sometimes for me, like the reviewing of stuff and uh-huh. I don't know, I don't, I don't ever want to feel like I'm just doing it for like the benefit of like the review. Oh, but absolutely. sounds like you're. Are you getting like a stream of specific products from your husband that you're going to be kind of like trying for him specifically or is it whatever you can get your hands on? So he just naturally gets a ton of stuff at work, you know, people wanting him to try things. So whatever he brings home, I try and figure out what I like and what I don't like. A little lab rat. (laughs) I am. Yeah. Which I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, let's try this today. Let's do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, thanks for sharing about Spokane Eats. I think the coolest thing about it, again, like I've already said, is that you've just built like this, this a community-driven food page that not only, I guess, provides value in this in the side of like where to get food, but I feel like if you're on the page, and if you haven't checked out her page yet, go check it out. But basically, I feel like you get a lot of um, pieces of Spokane right. that you don't see like on your own or just from like one single page that's focused on... I don't know, maybe Coeur d'Alene or Liberty Lake or right. whatever it is. I think with your page, it's really interesting. What I can find is just like a variety of just things. Uh-huh. And there's never one specific, like there's not like only hamburgers or it's no. not only like sandwiches for the week. Like it's just, it's, it's so variety driven that it, it's almost overwhelming for me because I'm like, I don't know what to look <laughs> it's at It's overwhelming here. for yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to look at for here or what to, what to find here. But um, I want to ask you this and you don't have to, I mean, answer it however you want, but is there like a new star, a new highlight that's kind of catching your attention with your page or your food? Yeah. Well, briefly, I want to mention, so I started as only food and then since then I've totally branched out. So I do a little bit of everything from, you know, beauty, lifestyle, fitness, nature, everything. So it's fun to kind of branch out and try new places like that. And my whole goal with it was just to show people how awesome Spokane is. And I get messages daily from people moving here from California, from Texas, you know, like I had no idea that Spokane had all this to offer. Thanks for your page. Now I'm so excited to move here, which makes me so excited because I was in their position at one point and I wasn't excited. (laughs) So I'm so happy to like be that person for people. Right. Um, But going back to your question, I recently tried, oh my gosh, what was it called? I have had such a hard time remembering what it's called, which it was amazing. So it's right downtown across from, I'm like so bad with streets. So I'm always like, oh, it's by this restaurant and this restaurant. (laughs) It's really funny. You're the third food person to come in that says that. They're like, I can't name the street to save my life. I can tell you where it's at. I don't know the direction. (laughs) Okay, wait, let me me pull it up really quick because I don't. What kind of food is it? Um, it's like American. I'm trying to think if I know what it is. Okay, hang on. No, I was, you're fine. I was just there. But you know, when you're at five places a day, you sometimes forget. <laughs> Well, that's why that's why i say like for people food is just you can you can try it all day long like i mean you have breakfast oh lunch and dinner snacks yeah. everything in between yeah. and Dessert. so it's like you you could eat you can find yourself eating all day if you really wanted to absolutely okay not so, a suggestion folks well or is it we don't know um it's called wooden city <laughs> okay have you heard of it no okay so it's from the seattle area so i i'm not sure i think this is at least our second location maybe okay. third um, but the space is gorgeous and what is it called? 
Wooden City. Wooden City. Okay. Downtown, they have the massive space, like first, second floor patio, which the patio is okay. kind of small, but. Um, and then they have, we tried like a caprese salad that was good. The salmon toast that literally blew my mind. It had like beets and dill and egg. It was really? so good. And then the spicy pepper dish. Ooh. It was so good. We just ordered a bunch of appetizers. Do you like hot food? Sometimes. Savory, sweet, oh spicy. Gosh. What are you? Everything. Everything. Because yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm asking you. Like, what yeah. is, like, you can't just like one food when it comes to your page. You have to try everything, right? Yeah. I used yeah. to be major sweet tooth. And then since I've been pregnant, I've been more into salty. So, did which I'm not a, pregnant did you have currently. A son or a daughter? Yeah. <laughs> did you have a son? <laughs> daughter. Okay. Yeah. So when you had her, what was your craving? Like, was it all sweet at that point? Um, Like while I was pregnant? Yeah. With, with her. It was because I feel like they'll change your palate after. Oh, absolutely! Too. Yeah. It was salty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, straight salt. It was salty. You know the classic like salt and vinegar chips yep. and mm-hmm. pickles mm-hmm. and chicken nuggets, yep. which are not salty, but like French fries. Just all the, the amount of salt content and it, it equals yeah. the saltiness. Yeah. Right. That's that's funny. And then so you find yourself now just kind of with everything, or do you have? Are you kind of back to sweet or? No, I'm kind of, I'm everything, but like if I had to choose one category of food, it'd be Mexican food oh, every day of my that. life. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite um, meal, I guess? Breakfast, lunch, dinner? Oh, man. Um, gosh. That's so hard. It, it is because it's, I guess it's a feeling thing at the same time, but I will find myself focusing more on finding what I could eat for dinner than what I could eat mm-hmm. for breakfast, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I, if I miss breakfast, I mean, it's obviously don't do that, but yeah. I miss it. If I miss lunch, I'm like, whatever, I'll just go eat something small. Oh, gosh. But for dinner, I don't know why. I'm always a big dinner guy. Like, I have to have a good dinner. Otherwise, That's it like good. ruins my day. <laughs> See, I'm like, I have to eat breakfast okay. and I have to eat lunch right. and I have to eat dinner or okay. you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to work all day just to be happy. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Yeah, That's I do. <laughs> That's good. Well, um, for Spokane, what do you see kind of coming up next? Like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in the food scene. There's a lot going on downtown with the new mm-hmm. parks, with the new developments, new regulations. Just a lot's happening. Um, being involved in the community as you are, what do you see kind of coming up next, or what are you hoping for that we're kind of, I guess, leaning towards? Um, I guess that could be new restaurants, that could be new mm-hmm. parks and developments. We just recently got talked about in a magazine. I think Spokane did about being like one of the top ten or top. 20 whatever it is like most beautiful parks kind of around oh cool Um, yeah you look into that and for everyone that's listening look into that too because i'm really happy that spokane's taking the um jump that it has to make those development and those changes um but for you what do you see kind of happening or what are you hoping for yeah well i think i mean obviously my answer probably would have been different six months ago but (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that yeah (laughs) It is, I mean, seeing Riverfront Park come together after being in construction for a couple of years, it's mm-hmm. so fun to see that and, right. you know, to see the light show every night and to see people, you know, loving hanging out in that area and taking advantage of what's been created for us. That just honestly makes me so happy. Um, I love Manitou Park. So I just love all the parks. I love that we can be out with nature. I'm from Texas. So mm-hmm. before I lived here, I didn't. I was like, oh, I'm always going to go back to Texas. I love it. And after yeah. living here, I'm like, wait, four seasons? Like, how did I live without this? Every year. What? Every year. Yeah. yeah. So I think every season has its own, like, special part of Spokane. For example, like fall, I think of Green Bluff. And winter, I think of Mount Spokane skiing. Things okay. like that. So I just love, you know, leaning into each season and taking advantage of what Spokane has for every season because they have something for every season. Yeah. Does your page ever change the direction? And kind of, I mean, I, I know it's food centric, but like seasonally, do you do things differently just because it's winter or it's the summer or, or fall? Or yeah. Such? Yeah. Like as fall, we spend a lot of time at Green Bluff okay. and winter we ski up at Schweitzer or we ski, you know, anywhere we can. So we do. And then summer, obviously, we spend a lot of time in Coeur d'Alene because there's so much to do there. So, yeah, it does kind of shift with the season, but it's always just focused on promoting local and sharing how great our little pocket is. Have you found yourself going into Coeur d'Alene or Airy Heights or any of the surrounding areas more with the food scene, like with any new restaurants popping up? Because you were in Coeur d'Alene yesterday, right? Yeah. So do, is there like any... At first, I'm assuming you were kind of very Spokane-focused or local yeah. and then... 
have you branched out into those other cities? Yeah, I have yeah. branched out. It's, I mean, why limit myself to right. just Spokane? I do like to stay. I'm so local focused, like 95% of my following is in Spokane. Mm-hmm. So I do want to give people what they want, which is Spokane, but also people like to go to the surrounding areas. So mm-hmm. we love going to Coeur d'Alene. We love going to Airway Heights. There's Dibali Asian Bistro there. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've been there. So anytime I go to the airport, I'm like, okay, we have to schedule time before <laughs> or after to go to Dibali. Yeah. Um, I love going to Leavenworth in the winter and, you know, experiencing that and surrounding cities like that. What's your favorite town in Wa- or city in Washington since you're from Texas? My favorite? Well, Spokane, obviously. <laughs> Put that aside. But yeah. <laughs> um, Seattle's great. I haven't been in honestly probably like a year, but Leavenworth is so charming. Right now. <laughs> I know I'm steering clear. Leavenworth is very charming. Yep. Um, even like Cheney, which mm-hmm. you think. There's not much there, but there is. Like we've found awesome restaurants, coffee shops, things like that in Genie. You ever been to Yakima? I haven't. You need to go to Yakima if you like Mexican food. Do I? Oh okay. yeah. The, the, it's the if you go to Yakima and you can't find good Mexican food, I don't know what you're looking for. Really? Because it's on every corner. My brother currently lives there, but um, and not to, I guess, uh, put it in a put it in a descriptor or say, speak for the whole entire community, but it is from. My experience being there and visiting, it's um, very heavy with a Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. So you will find a lot of local people that have just bit the bullet and started a little restaurant there. And you can find a lot of the same restaurants, even like on the same block. Oh. But it's all serving different styles of Mexican food. You know how that goes. Yeah. Year, Texas style, Tejano style, right. California, whatever it is, you can you can find it there, basically. Is that so, by the Tri-Cities? Um, no, that's... Other way? Between, uh, if you're going, you're basically going to be going to the west side of the state, so going to Oregon, but it's in the middle of, like, the mountains. Mm, okay. <laughs> you literally would be taking, like, if you go to Hood River, you would just take another exit like, gotcha. before you got there to hey, go to Yakima. Okay. It's literally, like, the splitting point of Washington, and so you don't travel through there as, like, a main passage yeah. point, but if you live there, you're going to yeah. head in that direction. Check it out, though, if you okay. haven't. You, you need to go there for the food scene there. Interesting. Yeah, that one, that one surprises me a lot more than people realize, and I think it's because they um, they've stayed so close knit in their community that like everybody that is there, if you find somebody that's uh, a good restaurant, they'll basically be able to recommend you to other good restaurants as well. Mm. Whereas if I feel like if I, and not to speak of Spokane this way, but I feel like if I go to a restaurant here, um, not too many people will have like other recommendations of yeah. like, places to go. It's kind of like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm i here, so yeah. it's kind of what it is. But oh, over there, sure. everybody's like, no, you got to go try this place and this place like and oh. this place. Like You got to try them all. They're foodies. So, yep, they're foodies. And my brother, he 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 brags all the time about like whatever good Mexican food is there. You can even find people that have like their little mini markets that are making the food for you to like take home. I love not that. Even, not even just like to eat the restaurant. Like they're making some fresh tamales tur- yep. and stuff. Yeah. Tamales, tortillas, drinks, whatever it is, you can buy it and actually take it with you. Perfect. Which I don't know if you know much about this, but, or why, um, I think it's again, based off of demographics, but I wish there was more of like a, I know there's a big farmer market scene here in yeah. Spokane, oh, but, yeah. um, I don't know, more of like on a consistent level, whereas I think it's every Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Tuesday, and like Thursday, if you're going to like Fairwood, Perry Street, Kendall Yards. Like yeah, there's, there's one almost days. every day now. Yeah. Um, but there's no like centralized like food market, if that makes sense. Yeah, whereas, they're working like, on it. Yeah. Are they? Stay tuned. Okay. Do you, <laughs> you have anything you could tell me about that or is that just something in the back? Like, um, I, because, do you know what I'm, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, for okay. sure. Like pike market kind of yes, yes. exactly yeah I'm, and i'm from the west side so i can travel to S- seattle or i can go down to maybe even tacoma or other areas and they have a lot of those kind of food scenes yeah like food market scenes there yeah stay tuned <laughs> i don't i mean i'm not like yeah, no you're good <laughs> i'm not a part of it so yeah. i don't feel like i can speak on yeah. it but people have been talking about things for a while and I, there's some things in the works any new trends that you see popping up in Spokane, whether it's like health and wellness, you know, people focusing on these kind of diets or people trying more um, culturally diverse food, mm-hmm. anything like that that you see going on? Because I, there was, I think my one comment when I got here, and I, it's really funny. I made a lot of these comments when I got here and I'm like taking them all back now yeah. because everyone's like, you're wrong. <laughs> Good. Um, the amount of that, I didn't think that there was a huge culturally diverse uh, food scene in like maybe even like specific to downtown. Oh yeah. Um, I know there's a lot going on just in the outskirts of the town, but how, what do you see changing there? Do you see more restaurants coming in 
that are different styles of restaurants or are we going to get like more burger joints just here and there? Yeah. So, well, I remember when I moved here, I heard a stat and I don't know the stat. So of course I don't, I should, but something like division has more, I think it's Asian restaurants in a city block than any city block around. And I don't know if that's still true. That I would believe. Right. I was actually just thinking that yesterday when I saw like the three faux places that Mm -hmm. were like, two blocks from each other i'm like okay that doesn't make sense and yeah. then they're right next to the asian market yeah i was like okay there's is, tons yeah. of them yeah so that's always really exciting okay um as far as food trends i'm having a ton of people ask me for gluten-free recommendations all the time there you go so i think restaurants are learning that and adapting and creating more items on their gluten-free menu or more items that people can eat um what about vegetarian and vegan like those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, like, I think you see that kind of taking a uh, transition in Spokane. I don't think there's a big, I mean, not saying that there's aren't people here that are like that are that eat that kind of lifestyle of food. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but basically, I don't know of a lot of like vegan or vegetarian restaurants. Yeah, there are a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, Method yep. is all vegan um, minus honey, I think. Right. And there's Ali's Vegan Pizzeria. So there are some places. I know Twigs has a lot of vegan or a couple of vegan things. So restaurants are adapting. Cool. But I don't know that that's as prominent as people wanting gluten-free. Right. So um, I think obviously it's great for every restaurant to have a couple of vegetarian dishes, a couple of vegan, a couple of gluten-free if they can, just so they can, you know, make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, Spokane's always, there's always... Um, I feel like the new restaurants a lot of times are pub food. Mm -hmm. So that's a trend, which is what Spokane likes. So that's great. But I am, it's so fun to see people trying new things and expanding and trying, like, like I mentioned, Dibali, things like that, that we don't really have similar things around or I'm trying to think. I went to last night actually over in Rathdrum. I think I'm saying that right. (laughs) I hope I'm saying that right. In Idaho, I went to this restaurant called Nadine's. Okay. And they opened, I think, in 2016. But it's it's Mexican food, but with the flair. Okay. So, for example, they had like shepherd's pie, mm. which you don't think is Mexican. No, but I then was they say that's not. If yeah, you're telling me it's a Mexican twist on it. I'm like, okay, I can't even imagine. <laughs> and you kind of think like, why are they doing that? But they just like try new things, and it's so good. Like you, I feel like that's a destination that people need to just drive to and go to just for dinner. Okay. So I'm gonna have to put that on my list then. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think well, and a big qu- reason for that question is because I just know people are um, people are collecting a lot more information with the t- free time that they have, mm-hmm. and with you know with COVID and everything that happened, people are I think being more a little bit more health conscious as after being home for like six months, yeah, <laughs> and right. realizing you don't feel good when you're eating every single moment of the day. Um, I actually had a friend that, and I didn't even realize it this way, but he made a comment, and you can tell me what you think about this too, but. You know, we're as much as we like eating, we're actually not like designed to be eating every second of the day. Like we've structured ourselves where it's like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yep. You got to eat your snacks and whatever in between. Um, Well, to note, I'm breastfeeding, so I'm eating a lot. Yeah, you're eating for two. That is a different. That is a different conversation, and I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, right. If Kendra heard that, she'd be like, "You know better." I'm like, "Yes, I do." No, I know what you're talking about. That like intermittent fasting, all that. That's picking up. Uh Um, People are just. They're they're changing their lifestyle, I guess, in the sense of they're they're becoming more knowledgeable, or they're realizing like this wasn't for me, or I thought this right. was for me. Do you think with COVID, on top of people being a little bit more health conscious and just kind of the new consumer behavior that's out there, do you think restaurants are going to reapproach anything differently? I know a lot of people have already like the patio seating is a good thing, or like yeah. the, the sidewalk seating for the downtown um, individuals and restaurants are really cool, but not everybody has a patio, right? right? Not everybody has those, uh, I guess, accessibility points that other people will have. Well, and that's not going to work here in a month or two when it starts to get freezing. Yeah. And so we obviously all can't predict the future, but I mean, you can always make your best judgment. Do you think there's going to be a bigger trend like in the takeout side or is it going to be more focused on, I don't want to say in-house dining, because again, I know I know people are like at a capacity limit. And so right. again, with winter happening and things changing, what do you just think is going to, I guess, how do you think the next couple of months are going to go in your opinion, just with the food scene and from what you know and how knowledgeable you are? Yeah. So a lot of the restaurants that I've talked to recently have really streamlined their takeout process. So yeah. as hard as this has been, I think the restaurants that are surviving and thriving are looking at it as as a positive, which mm-hmm. it's obviously not, but you, it's all about your attitude. So yeah, yeah. 
finding better ways to um, just set up their systems for takeout or honing in on their chefs and, you know, saying, let's really focus on your skills and let's take this time to go over training and to come up with new recipes. So I think that's been a really important part of this hard time and trying to look at the positive. So a lot of restaurants, I think, are going to improve with that as they are focusing on training, even, you know, chefs, servers, things like that. But I do think, yes, takeout is going to be a huge thing of the future. It already has been growing a ton, even like with Uber Eats and all that. So, well, it's really funny. The comment I used to make to myself is like, why would I ever have somebody bring me my food? Like, I can just go get it. And it it wasn't even that. There was just the, the idea of... I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just obviously all before all this hit. We already knew Uber Eats, DoorDash, and all this stuff was coming around. I remember seeing the first DoorDash commercial. And I was like, that's weird. Like, is a kid <laughs> bringing me my food? Like, yeah. I, I don't want that. Right. And now it's, um, there was just that, uh, there was just that moment, obviously, with that, what had happened nationally last, um, at the beginning of the year. But, there was just a change in people's attitudes when it's like the the grocery pickup and the delivery, oh gosh, and all yeah. that all that stuff just kind of hit all at once. And I feel like everybody was forced to just kind of enter that world. Yep. You either do takeout or you do you you're, you're done. Right. Like there was just no other alternative. And um, I don't think anybody planned that or there was like some sort of uh, way to make that happen. But it it was just really weird to see that building trend and then for it to completely just take over almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then and- for people to be like. To not even have a website in early 2000. Like, yeah. I mean, every, everything just shifted and went from you could still do things like you like you did in the early in the earlier days. But now it's like if you're not online, you're not playing the online delivery game and you're not doing all this stuff, you're, yeah. you're falling behind. You have to stay current. You have to be willing to pivot. And that's how you're successful in business, I think. Yeah. And I mean, what for you guys, you're just going to focus on your page, of course. Do you guys do any like promotional campaigns for local restaurants or anything like that because you're you're really just about covering anybody and everybody and you don't you don't go out and you don't ask people hey you want to be on Spokane Eats you just go to the place and you put it on your page right yeah so I mean a couple years ago when I was really getting off the ground I did have a salesperson that was Mm -hmm. reaching out to restaurants and booking promotions things like that but these days people just restaurants reach out to me or clients reach out to me and they say hey come in And I have a media kit that I send them with different options of which kind of package they want, basically. And then we just make it happen. Cool. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty available to most people as long as they just kind of reach out to you and what you have available for you. Yeah. And I don't post negative reviews or anything negative. So um, I have to like it to post about it, obviously, because I really want people to trust me in my opinion. And I want them to be able to look at my page and say, okay, Chandler posted about that. I trust it. I'll go there. I'll order this, you know, and then I can rest assured that they'll have a good experience. I need to know this. I, this isn't for me, but I need to know this. Mm-hmm. What? Where can I go? And I guess I'll hopefully explain this correctly. Where can I go right now to get like a seasonal special, like something that's like in season that you only find currently? So like, and this is very, very cliche, but obviously October is coming up. Uh-huh. Say somebody wanted a pumpkin spice latte, you go to Starbucks to get that. Right. Is there like a season? You don't season- go to Starbucks. No, I, I, I just, <laughs> just you. Yeah. Don't, don't call me out now, please. <laughs> We're in the middle of the show. You're going to be like, nope, this is wrong. (laughs) No, I think what I mean, though, is like, is there a place that you know that has like good seasonal specials that something that you only eat during the winter, you only eat during the summer, like again, fall, fall food. Is there something out there right now for the coming end of the year, like a winter place that you like to go consistently that gives you that? Yeah. Well, first thing that comes to mind when you say like pumpkin is Beck's Harvest House, their pumpkin donuts. If you haven't tried them, they are heavenly and they melt in your mouth one more time what is it called beck's harvest house it's up at green bluff okay so it's a little bit of a drive for a lot of people but i promise it's worth it okay and you'll probably have to wait in line but i promise it's worth it if there's a line i think it's worth it right you have to just be patient and it's so pretty out there anyways just stand in line enjoy it it. and you get these mini fresh donuts you watch them being made they like flip off the fryer and then they sprinkle them in you know powder or not powdered sugar cinnamon and sugar i i think that's Mm -hmm. what it looks like tastes like and then you get your bag of these fresh, hot mini pumpkin donuts that are to die for. So that's my thought there. But as far as restaurants, there are so many restaurants now that are leaning into seasonal ingredients. Yeah. And I know a ton of restaurants, you know, shop at the farmer's markets yep. and pick things up, which is amazing. And I love to support that. So um, I was just with Adam Hegstead yesterday with mm-hmm. Share Farm. He mentioned that his whole wandering table menu is new. A lot of people okay. are incorporating 
local ingredients whenever they can. I think Coach Nino Taqueria does that whenever they can. It's just, I mean, finding... It's hard to find a local restaurant that's not incorporating. Well, I was going to say, I don't see that. a lot of Cisco trucks driving around here downtown like you do in some other towns yeah. and parts of the States. And I, another guest had made a comment that there's a big push to start using local ingredients, For find sure. the local um, sources of these products. And that's just because that's just how we are as a community. Yeah. Um, you can start a restaurant and you can get wherever you, the stuff you want from whatever place, but then you'll, you'll learn to find out that there is somebody out there, one that does want to help you succeed just as much as you want to succeed. And two has a business that can help you run yours. For and sure. I think when I, what blew my mind is when there was, I can't remember what microgreen farm it is that I saw on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think they were working with Coach Nitos or somebody, but I was just impressed that somebody had a microgreens farm oh, in yeah. Spokane. I was like, yeah. okay, so this is things I don't know. Like, yeah, same with Grain Shed. Have you been there? No. And, and see, oh my the, gosh. Um, some, who told, somebody told me to go there for just the bread. Oh, like, yeah. You, you, like, you can get whatever you want there, but you have to walk away with bread. You have to walk away with bread yeah. and a chocolate <laughs> croissant and okay. a brownie. Okay. And go on Monday night for pizza night. Okay, <laughs> but they source all their grains from like right down the street. So... I, they're not losing all the nutrients and all the great things. So a lot of people that are gluten-free can actually eat their bread, even though right. it's not gluten-free yep. just because the ingredients are so fresh. They're not processed as processed. No, yeah, no. Yeah. And they grind them there on site. So it's a lot healthier. Okay. Well, how how much is a loaf run for them? Because you can get, I, I think the one I saw, it was pretty big. Like Oh, they're, they're big. They're, they're big. hearty. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, they're not like a little... Uh, no. It's a 16 ounce loaf. It's like a big hearty loaf. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. And they're like dense. Like you... Because it's healthy, so yeah. you're enjoying the ingredients. I don't know how much they cost. I'm so bad about no. You're that. good. We don't need to throw that out there. But yeah. I, I just know that they're like when I when I saw it. Then again, this is I I'm horrible at this. I'm like, I'm expecting one thing, and I they bring it out. <laughs> like this yeah. is not what I thought it was going to be. It's even better. Oh yeah. Like it's it's almost just like over deliver, and it's great. Yes. Yeah. Um. Where do you go then for your Mexican food? Because I know I've been looking at your page, and you're just everywhere with all that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. where where do you have to go to just get what you want? I love De Leon's. Okay, good. Yeah, and they have yeah. a, their taco bar that's kind of a newer concept. So we love that. I mean, I love their chips and salsa. So- I could eat chips and salsa and guac all day long. So I go just for that. Or, you know, their burritos are great. They yeah. have great salads. I love De Leon's. But like I said, Nadine's and Rattram, if that was closer, I'd be there once a week. You'd just be there all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, shout out to them for making you so happy then. It sounds like their food's really good. It is. And it's a cute little, it's fun to just get out of town sometimes and try something new. I mean, to, to stay positive with all this, do you, I, I see there being like a, a big upcoming and just people after, after all the, the kind of like the, the slow past couple months and people learning all these new skills and like all these things that they had to develop, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be a, a big, strong surge of people coming out from this, like as stronger than they were at the beginning of the year. For and sure. that's they'll have systems and systems and processes in place, new strategies, yeah. new new recipes, um, new ways to run their business and save. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that from a lot of people. And uh, and the reason why I bring this up is because I want people whenever they're listening to be like, it's just going it, to hopefully and I, I think it is going to get better. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all we can hope for. Um, if things get worse and whatever, take a turn for something else. We'll deal with it when that comes. But yeah. I think people have been doing a really, really good job of just kind of being their own guide in, in all this and just yeah. saying, hey, you know, let's do this. Let's pivot to this and just yep. try this out. And I think what's really cool is that we'll have a we have a big community that's like willing to almost adapt with them. Yeah. Um. I, I think it would have been weird if people didn't adopt the takeout option as quickly as people did. Uh-huh. Um, but with the city, like opening up those 10 minute spots in the front of the yeah, stores that, that awesome. people keep talking about. I mean, I didn't realize how big of a deal that was. And that oh my changed gosh, yeah. the game for a lot of those local businesses, downtowns that are, you know, not struggling, but they're, they're, they're figuring it out. Yeah. They're thinking of new ways, thinking of new strategies. And I think it's just really cool that we've been able we have as a city been able to adopt and evolve with all those people. So, yeah, I mean, I think if anything, people are going to come out a little bit stronger and better with all this. Yeah, hopefully. I think it's obviously been so hard on so many people, but learning to adapt. And I think a lot of times too, if we, if we could go back in time, we would be doing things differently because this was like everyone says unprecedented times. Right. Yeah. So people have learned a ton. Is there anything that you would have done differently from the beginning of the year? If you kind of, Somebody was going to told you, hey, restaurants are going to close for the next oh gosh. two months. I wouldn't have believed that. Right. I would have yeah. said, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> no, and it's crazy because I, uh, 
I hate I hate thinking about it for even a second because it it was me and my buddy we were hanging out at a restaurant. I think we were at um, what's the Irish place on uh, Hamilton? Uh, you lost me at Hamilton. I, there's I know right. There's so <laughs> many places at Hamilton, and plus that's actually one of my favorite streets now. I live in that area, yeah, and I just love walking down that place, and you can just see little restaurants bars and all for miles yeah um but there's a there's a bar on hamilton me and my buddy were sitting at we were the only ones in there i think this was at the beginning people listening are just yelling the name yeah. right uh, like, like idiots yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was at the end of february and we were looking at each other and there were still people in the restaurant and stuff like that and um i think the comment he made was just like you know he goes if things change and people you know just stop going out because of all this virus stuff he goes like i don't know what i'm gonna do i was like what do you mm-hmm. mean he's like well just with all the food that's kind of out here, I was just starting to try everything. It's just starting to figure it out. And yeah. he's like, now I just feel like people are going to disappear or change. And I was like, well, I, th- I think what I can hope for is that people are going to have to like change their menus completely. And you're just going to get a lot of new cooks and recipes and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, I obviously don't think I was right. But I think what had happened is that people made the shift so quick quickly that I almost didn't even notice the transition. You just walked into a place and people were almost ready to go. Yeah. Like when I was talking to the owner of 24 Taps, I know that they had their their months off, but they made their transition so quick and so pivotal that like it it almost I don't want to say it didn't disrupt them because I can't speak for them, but it for the customer side and the way I I looked at it, I was like these guys are going strong, yeah. And I think it's just super impressive to just kind of just see all those people becoming stronger with all this. Do you have again? I know you can't play favorites, and I know you can't <laughs> really do that, especially on the show. But who? Who's catching your eye nowadays, I guess? Is there a new place that's coming in that you know of or a place that's like, man, they really picked it up and they're really, really kind of just impressing me? Okay. Yeah. So, well, like I mentioned, Wooden City. Yep. Awesome. Um, 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 gosh, I need to like scroll through my phone. Yeah. You probably have a list of I'm very sleep deprived these days. (laughs) No, you're good. But, (laughs) um, well, I recently also just tried the gelato at My Flavor. Which, How is that? Okay, first of all, a lot of people pronounce it me flavor. Okay. So if you're listening, maybe you're thinking of that, but it's my flavor. <laughs> and it was incredible. I got, I think it was just called mud. It's mm-hmm. like a dirt cup. Or maybe it's called dirt. It was called dirt, not mud. That's <laughs> okay. kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I I love dirt cups. So it was dirt cup flavored gelato. And then I also got the banana pudding flavored, which that's like my favorite dessert ever. So that was amazing. And then they had huckleberry it was so good. That's like a go-to for dessert. If you just want to treat, go to my flavor. You can get a macaron. You can get anything mm. you want. But that's, I mean, it's fun to see people trying new things. And I feel like they're doing that a lot. Are you a sorbet or a dairy person when it comes to gelato? Dairy. Yeah. yeah. My husband's know. sorbet. So it's nice to go so together I'm, and then I'm we a try sorbet both. person too. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't know why I just dig the fruit so much. It's, I, just, yeah. it's just a sour or tart kind of thing. And with dairy, I feel like it will just turn my stomach immediately. <laughs> it's like oh my much. gosh. I'm like, oh, I got to stop. Yeah. Well, speaking of, I actually just made this recipe I saw on TikTok. I'm not sure if you're on TikTok. I, I've, I've been on it. Yeah. Okay. So I went to the Wonder Market last weekend and got Lucky Lady bread, which is sourdough bread. You can mm-hmm. only find it at markets at this point. Um, it's really good if you're looking for that. But I saw on TikTok this Disneyland grilled cheese recipe. Oh my gosh. I think I saw this. Oh yeah. I think gosh. I saw this. Yeah. So I made it on that bread and it, just the dairy makes me think of it because it's like seven ty- types of cheeses <laughs> and cream cheese and like smothered in mayo, but it was amazing. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I can't remember where I saw it. I don't think I saw it on TikTok. I saw it somewhere else because everyone yeah. shares it. But I think the right. funny thing is that I want to see if somebody and I think I'm sure they've already done this there needs to be like a restaurant that just opens social media food like just mm. what comes on social yeah. for the week and just kind of like when that whole whipped coffee coffee trend yes. came out that was ridiculous <laughs> yes. um, but like that if somebody kind of just grabbed it for the for the week or for the month and just kind of sold tried it yeah there's some i mean some restaurants try to do things like that i want someone to do the cheese wheel the pasta and the cheese wheel have you seen oh, that are you talking about the where they, it's called well that yes where they like shave it they, that's i've had that in seattle okay but i'm talking like the big cheese wheel and they make the pasta in where it's the wheel it has so, a and name it and top. i can't yep. think of yeah but, i know you're talking about i've seen videos of it and i just thought what what kind of, I can't remember the kind of, I think he was just doing it in like a Parmesan wheel. Yeah. But basically 
just a super hot liquid the yep. noodles just throws it in melts there the scraping cheese. it and melting it it just pops <laughs> on your dish i was like it's not even a thing like, oh yeah, yeah it's a thing and then i think the next thing i want to see happen in spokane is like those fluffy um i think they're japanese waffles oh uh, yeah, yeah i've seen about? those on tasty yeah they're, they're, they're like they're at least Huge. i swear they're like three inches tall yeah and they're just, just fat waffles that he will put just well and or pancakes or whatever they yeah, are yeah, yeah no yeah so speaking of waffles there's not really a waffle place, like just waffles in Spokane, right? Nope. I don't know of one. Coming this week, there is a no. waffle truck really? launching Thursday or Friday. So I'll be posting about that. So see, stay tuned. I, see, I knew you had something. That's what I, I was have, asking I always you. have something. I was something. asking you what's coming up and you don't want to tell me. I have many things. Well, I can't, <laughs> you can't there's think There's so many all. things know, happening. Right? Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And actually, they have a little secret to their waffle, which... I don't think they want to make the main point, but I think yeah. a lot of people will be shocked and surprised and excited by their little secret. But so good. These waffles. And it's going to be a waffle truck parked downtown. I'll have this say, specific. It yeah. yeah, it's going to okay. be parked downtown the same place every day. Um, I'll have specific information. So stay tuned on Instagram. Yay, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I've been hanging yeah. out a lot downtown. And I haven't had anything come up new. Um, you, I mean, you're not, I don't, I know you don't run it, but do you know, or have you heard anything about Food Check Friday of Food truck's coming back. I haven't. Yeah, I yeah, miss that. I'm, I know. I'm just saying I miss it because I do. I know. Yeah. Well, it, go to the farmer's markets. You'll right. you'll run into food trucks. I wanted to go. I think there's one today, right? There's What's a, today? Today's Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah. Kendall oh, Kendall Yards. Yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Enrique, if you're listening, I need those tamales. Ooh, Enrique. Yeah, oh my gosh, tamale box. Yes. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go try those. You should. <laughs> I'm going to go try those and I'm going to get him in here because I want to talk to him about those. And you off, should just, also try, I think... Brudeau, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Brudeau. I never know how to pronounce I it. I know, but, yeah. and like I've worked with them and I should know this, but it's like, I I have, I think it's Brud. I, oh, you know what? It rhymes with voodoo. So it's Brudeau. Brudeau. There you I go. I think. Um, anyway, I think they're at the night market tonight too. Okay. And they do their late night cookie delivery. And that's just like my weakness. What's your favorite cookie with them? Honestly, it changes every time I get their box, which is so silly. But most recently, Red Velvet. So... Okay, I'm going to ask, I had to ask you this because, I, and I think there's already a simple answer, and so everybody else can let me know too. Isn't red velvet just chocolate? chocolate? Yes. That's red? I believe so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Please, everybody, just give me the answer because I've been wondering this since I think in high school, and I think, I looked it up, obviously you can look it up, but like everyone has, like, no, 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 this is, this is different about it, or yeah. this is, I'm like... I swear it is just chocolate that's yeah, red. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're I don't right. taste anything different. But it's like sprinkles. Like you put sprinkles on something and it just tastes better, but, but it's just more is, sugar. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't sprinkles like... More um, sugar. Yeah, or isn't it like... Um, what's that hard sugar? The stuff that you put on top of cakes that you can like fold? It starts with a C. Fondant. Or fondant, yeah. Isn't it just like a heart like that? Sure. <laughs> I'm not the cook. I'm just the uh, eater. You're, you're just the eater, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever open up your own restaurant? Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Well, you no. can just bring people in from all sorts and just feel like, hey, come make your food here. No, I'd rather just like work with restaurants and bring people in. <laughs> but I, think, I do tell my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law they make the best cinnamon rolls in the entire world, and there's no one that really does that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do we have? We don't have a cinnamon. We don't have like just a cinnamon roll place. Yeah. There are places that have cinnamon rolls, but. Right. I'm like, you guys need to open a cinnamon roll shop. Um, yeah. So if you would support that, DM me. And if we can get like a Kickstarter, not a Kickstarter. I'm um, sure if you get 100 people to DM you that yeah, says, let's get people, some cinnamon like, rolls in, it's go time. It's go time. I, I'd even be one of those hundreds. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's crazy. And I think my favorite thing about cinnamon rolls too is just how warm they are when you get them. Oh my oh, gosh. Delicious. And soft and like... Yeah, lots of icing. Uh huh. I pretty much just eat the icing, but that's okay. <laughs> so you don't actually eat the cinnamon rolls. Well. Okay, now we know. <laughs> no, you're good. So thanks for being here. Um, yeah. I do want to ask you, I guess, um, what do you think of this space? Why did you decide to come? Kind of like what was for everybody that we're bringing in here, we really just are focusing and hanging out with just our community right now. Yeah. People like you, people, local business owners, entrepreneurs, brands, personalities. Um, I guess I just want to say thank you for coming, but is there, is there anything that's uh, brought you here today? Were you just kind of wanting to hang out, get to know the podcasting world? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to see new spaces yeah. popping up around town. Um, the space you've created is beautiful. Thank I you. told you it's like totally my style. <laughs> you have like gorgeous furniture and plants everywhere and it's just awesome. So shout out to Ali again, our designer. Shout out to Ali. Yeah, she's awesome. 
Um, so it's just cool to kind of, I like to stay on top of new things happening in town. So I was excited and there's no one like you, there's no one doing this in town. So it's cool to be a part of something new and exciting and positive, especially during these times. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you come back and give us an update how things are going. And for everybody that's listening to, we created a space for people like Chandler and anybody that has something that they kind of want to talk about and just chat with me. You know, I'm pretty easy going. I don't really (laughs) get you to say what you don't want to talk about. But um, I think it's important. Yeah. With right now, just how distant people are to have a uh, community focus kind of channel. And um, that's what we're hoping to create with this. People of all likes can listen in, kind of listen to their episodes or whoever they want to listen to. Um, For the foodies out there, they'll be listening to this, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And um, hopefully, I guess down the road, we just get people hanging out with us and just embracing the Spokane community. Uh, we can start to reach out to other cities and other places, but for now we are just really hope to bring the community together kind of for people to learn about one another and then just ask any questions that people have. Cool. Um, people will always have new questions, always have new topics, have new things to think about and talk about. And that's what we want to be here for. So for people to just come hang out with us, you know, you can, you're always welcome to come back too. And I'm going to, I'll invite you back because I'm going to have to ask you some, uh, <laughs> some beginning of the year or new year like food questions because i know there's a lot of stuff that happens at the end of the year in the beginning that people are like oh you got to try this or you got to do this so that's going to be a new change too um but thanks for coming you're you're fun you're awesome uh i think the last thing let me think of the last thing i want to ask you the last thing i want to ask you is if there if there is a a food item you already said Mexican, mm-hmm. but you. I want you to get specific. Okay. Is there a food item that you would could eat or would eat for the rest of your life? Just like one. every day. Yes, just every oh day. My gosh, there don't, are. Don't many. say chicken fettuccine either. No, no, no. <laughs> I okay, okay, okay. Oh, gosh, this is just a fun question for you. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I could like make diverse for every meal. You know, like. I mean, I mentioned you chips make- and dips. Yep. Like, I'm a big chip dip girl. <laughs> so, like, guac, salsa, hummus, you know, whatever. Which I could make, make that a, a meal. Dip. You could make a di- uh, anything into it. Anything dip, into basically. a dip, right? I'm cheating. Yeah. Spinach artichoke, anything like that. Yeah. That's, All no, the dips. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually didn't try a spinach artichoke until, like, I think maybe it was like a year ago. I didn't realize wow, how good it was. Wow, where have you been? Yeah. I just thought it was weird. I just, I don't know. You've I been pres- being healthy. Yeah. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> the artichokes, I think, is what got me. Have you ever had tried grilled artichokes? Yes, fantastic. Yes. Oh, wonderful. For yes. anybody that hasn't, please try them. They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thanks for hanging out with us. I'll let you go for the day because I know we got a beautiful day for the um, yeah. for the rest of us to enjoy. And so get out there and get some sun. Um, I Don't, don't know get sun. Why? Use your sunscreen. No. Was- <laughs> well, the thing is, is that it's been pretty, I think it's been pretty cool. No, it's been pretty hot these past couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty hot these past couple of days. So I think like get the last bit of the sun you're going to get till we okay, have the bipolar. But wear your sunscreen and your hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wear your, your sunscreen, yeah. wear your hat. I don't burn, I guess I don't burn enough to vouch for the sunscreen, but that's not my position or place to speak. So yes, please wear your sunscreen, people. Um, but for the rest of the year, enjoy the sun, enjoy everything that's going on. And thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Speak Podcast, and we'll be with you again. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We just want to go ahead and let you know that this podcast was recorded in Speak Studios, a place for anybody and all creatives to come create their podcast of their dreams. If you guys have an idea, come on by. Visit us at speakpodcasting.com, and you can learn more.